Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs. And this week, I have just been completely consumed, or at least let me rephrase that. I have completely consumed one piece of content and one piece of content like far and above any other piece of content. Now, I am a regular Twitch viewer. I watch a lot of Twitch streams. I stream on Twitch myself. So I am watching so many different people on Twitch um, and a big ones like Tim the Sandman. But this week I have gotten really, really into watching people play Grand Theft Auto and not just Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto is a game that's been out since 2013. It's been out for years now. I mean, it's kind of a joke at this point that Grand Theft Auto 5, which is the current Grand Theft Auto that is released, will be released on every single console from here on out like the company rockstar is not going to release any more versions of grand theft auto they're just going to keep re-releasing grand theft auto 5 but there is a subset of grand theft auto that you can watch which is role-playing and people have created specific servers uh with like different rule sets and different mechanics and people role-play on these servers so you create a character you take on their identity and you live out your life in Los Santos in the Grand Theft Auto world. And just really funny stuff happens. Um, a lot of it, like, I guess the base of it, you could say rides on a cops versus robbers type of story arc. Or at least the people I watch are primarily cops or criminals. Uh, you can have other jobs working at like a burger shop. Or people work in as parking lot attendants. Uh, one guy is working at a janitor at the police station. But the main people I watch are the uh, police force and then some criminals. Because they just have oftentimes the more exciting things happening. And I find it so interesting, this whole Grand Theft Auto roleplay thing. First and foremost, I love acting. I love roleplaying. It's why I play Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I am all about getting into character and playing that out. And then the other thing is because it's live and it's because there are just so many people involved and it gets so chaotic at times, it just takes that experience as a viewer and just cranks it up because you got improv, um, going, you've got like overarching stories, like one character, not that, you know, you care too much about these specific characters, but uh, Cletus Cornwood, played by a guy named Svand. Well, Svand is his Twitch name. He was running for sheriff for a while. So there was the whole arc of him running for sheriff and a bunch of other guys running for sheriff. He didn't win sheriff. Now he's a captain, right? And then you got, you know, other characters that are, you know, just trying to be criminals and just make their way in the world. You've got characters working at a place called the Burger Shot and just the hijinks that goes on there and okay who's working who got hired who got fired um who's who's the manager now you know when when the criminals come in and rob the burger shot or something crazy happens i remember there was one where one guy was like super pissed off so he at the manager of the burger shot so he parked a bunch of 
moving trucks in front of all the entrances so nobody could get into the building uh, until like tow trucks arrived and moved them out and there was all a commotion there because people were like i just need to get to work and other people were like yo i just want to buy a burger when when you hear it from the outside it probably sounds like one of those things where you think why are you watching other people play these characters in a virtual world you know why don't you why don't you go play yourself or you know what what is the appeal to that and really the appeal is the hijinks like the acting i watch people play dungeons and dragons and you can have a bunch of hijinks and craziness go on there um the thing with this is it's a lot more visual there are actual visual things happening so it takes that role-playing stuff that i love from dungeons and dragons but adds so much more of a visual element where you can see these people play these characters in the game and actually watch the characters move and hop a fence when they're on a police chase and you know get hit by a car or people getting a punch out in the middle of the street or somebody's just like walking down the street and all of a sudden an airplane's exploding in the sky right it's got way interesting things that happen because people like make it interesting and there are a lot of different servers and a lot of different people that play on various different servers and have different stories and story arcs and people are drawn to watching certain characters over others and i I would love to participate like i would absolutely love to be on one of these servers and making a character and joining in on the hijinks and the shenanigans the one downside is you have to be kind of committed to doing it like it almost becomes a second job to role play if you're like a certain character if you're working at the fast food joint or if you're working as a police officer like they get pretty in depth into this role play it's like there are there are structures there are rules there are procedures that you you technically got have to follow right and it's it's to make this whole immersive world and experience that people can just enjoy together and part of it sure maybe is a bit of an escape re- of an escape of reality into a different reality where you can do things you wouldn't do in the real world and get into hijinks you wouldn't in the real world with a lot less consequence you know there there's some benefit there and then as a viewer just seeing what ridiculous things can happen to a bunch of different people from a bunch of different points of view. And when you're a viewer, you can hop in and watch an angle from this person and the angle from this person and see way more of the overarching story than one character is playing at one time. Sure, that person can go back and rewatch maybe what happened, but in the spirit of RP, you only play what your character knows. Again, going back to Dungeons and Dragons, like you don't metagame. I think it's the same thing that drives people to do things like renaissance fairs or live action role playing where, you know, they build out small cities or small towns in the woods and everybody dresses up as like a fantasy medieval character and they go out and they do conquests and they try and take over land and take it over. I just said that twice. They try and like run this city and run this society and they they want their faction to win or their guild or their kingdom to rule the land and everybody just takes some time out of their lives to go to something imaginative go to something fantasy like go to something just beyond themselves 
that maybe they can feel a little more comfortable or maybe they can just feel a little more relaxed or maybe they can help weave a story and feel like they're in a little more control than in their own lives. There could be a lot of draws as to why somebody would participate in these. The reason why I participate in Dungeons and Dragons and I do role playing that way is I love to tell stories and like, yeah, there's my life and I'm in charge of my life and I ultimately tell the story of my life and I create that story, but there's so much that's not in my control. There's just so much that's not in my control. I mean, let's take COVID for example. That sucks. And I'm like affected by it, just like everybody else in the world. But in Dungeons and Dragons, you know what? I've never brought COVID upon my players. I've brought very personal things that have shook them to their core and that have made them feel very real feelings. But I haven't been like, okay, we're going to shut everything down. You can't play your character for a whole year. Or, oh, this is all closed. Like, sure, you might be able to do a a story arc throughout that. But it's the idea that the the characters are going to progress through it and come out victors on the other end. And you can write that story. And it can be how you want it to be. So that that's why I like role playing. It's just telling a story is is so fun. And then being able to like act it out. And have other people input it in a way where there's just enough out of your control to make it interesting where you yourself don't even know what exactly is going to come up. But you have a general idea. Now, Dungeons & Dragons has a has a much, much different setup than Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Or we'll just say GTA RP at this point. Because Dungeons & Dragons, you have a dungeon master that's essentially playing the world... And then players that are experiencing the world and interacting with the world. So I, as a dungeon master, say, okay, you walk into this town. There are these buildings. You see these people. And the player's like, okay, I want to go find X. I think they will help us in this way. This is kind of what I'm going for. And I'm like, okay, you know, as you go into the city, you see a sign that says, you know, X this direction. So you start to head that direction. On your way, you notice there's a commotion in the, you know, on the streets coming from what you believe is the building you're trying to get to. And then, you know, we play that out. How do you interact? What's the commotion exactly? And we build that out together. And I am ultimately the master of the story and what's going to happen, but the player is going to interact with it in a certain way. And I don't know that exactly. So that back and forth is pretty fun. I love being a player. I love being a dungeon master uh, in... Dungeons and Dragons, I think they both have their pros and their cons. Uh, I think a good balance is my preferred way to play Dungeons and Dragons. Now, GTA RP has a different setup where nobody is in control of the world. Like, it's set in a video game, so the developers have control of the world, if, if we're going to be quite honest. There are developers that have set up, like, this is mechanically how things work. This is how you can maneuver your character. These are the different actions you can take with your character. Now you all go choose to do those different things. But also the developer is not like actively changing things or actively setting things up or responding. They've just said, I've created this world that has these mechanics and you can interact with it how you want to, right? Once a game ships, now this day and age, you can change a lot of things in a game with updates. But let's let's take it back in the day of you know, the late 90s, where you got a cartridge, and that was the game, right? 
the game wasn't going to change. The developers had built this world. Now you go in and interact with that world. Nothing's changing there. So what happens in GTA RP, since not one single person is holistically in control of the overarching story and narrative and what happens, everybody's input drives the story forward. Everybody's input, everybody's actions is going to have a direct result on the story. As a dungeon master, I can give my players certain options and have the same outcome happen on the other side. You can't do that in GTA RP. Like, one person's going to decide to do one thing and different people are going to react different ways and it's going to cause different outcomes and different consequences. So I find that incredibly interesting. That's why that's why I like it. I wouldn't say I like it more than watching Dungeons and Dragons. I like them for two distinct reasons. Um, definitely the visual and the, the, the chaos in creating a story is appealing for GTA RP, but for Dungeons and Dragons, it's really cool to see somebody come up with this overarching world that ebbs and flows with the input and interaction of the players. So though they're the same, I think they're very different and I like them for very different reasons. But yeah, this week I've been completely completely enamored with watching gta rp on twitch so for anybody that's interested that watches twitch go find somebody that is playing grand theft auto and most of the people that are playing grand theft auto are doing these role play type games i specifically watch the people on a server called no pixel um so if anybody has no pixel in their title that's the group of people that I tend to watch on that server. I watch first and foremost a guy named SFAND. SFAND TV is his specific Twitch channel. So he's got the character Cletus Cornwood that I like watching the most. And then Summit 1G is probably the guy I watch second most on that no pixel realm. But so if anybody's interested and you know, I would say click through a couple characters and find somebody that you kind of like how they play and who they are and their own like personal personality and then watch from their point of view and then just get get a little involved with the story like the the whole i guess we can call it character arc of Cletus Cornwood and his drive to become sheriff of the um county was was fantastic uh you never know what you're going to get right that's just that's what I love about these types of games and role playing. You never know what you're going to get. Like actors have a script. When you play a regular video game like it has a design. Like it has a goal in mind. When you play a sport there is a goal in mind. Like one playthrough to another might ultimately be different, but you know, one race to another might ultimately be different. One match to another might ultimately be different, but at the end of the day, it's all the same. Sure, when I watch S-Fan play Cletus Cornwood, he's going to be playing a cop. He's probably going to chase some bad guys. He's probably going to arrest some people. He's going to say some outlandish things. But each interaction is going to be different. Each chase is going to be different. Um, each reaction, each story. I mean, they had one where they essentially set up an officer to fail. And then he... <laughs> He like became an alcoholic and it's just crazy. 
right? And it's just these people playing these characters, so it's not like affecting the real world people to a degree, right? I mean, obviously, you're playing a character, but if you get pissed off, you kind of get pissed off, you know? If somebody says something, like, completely out of hand and rude, like, they say something completely out of hand and rude. The other nice thing is, at least with the people on NoPixel, is it is incredibly, incredibly exclusive on who can play on that server, and they have very strict rules that they enforce, so you actually do get good character roleplay. Like, if you open this up to the masses where any random Joe could join, like, if I could just pop in and play on NoPixel without any prior notice or application or um, interview process or at least process to vet out people, it'd be awful. Because you get random people on there swearing, well, I mean, swearing obsessively, saying slurs, screeching into their mic, probably playing music, and it would ruin the experience. It's the fact that they're so exclusive. So let me explain the exclusivity part of it, which is kind of neat. Like, when I play Dungeons & Dragons, I choose who I want to play with. No Pixel is the server where you don't exactly get to choose who you get to play with, but the people that operate this server do applications. So there's an application process, and then they interview you. And they're like, hey, you know, what do you expect? How would you... How'd you go about this situation? You know, do you agree to these rules? How do you think your character would fit into this world? You know, what do you think you bring to the table to make this server and this experience the best it can be, not only for the people playing it, but for the people watching it? Like, it's very much built out to be watched. It's built out to be consumed that way in a in a way that people are watching these streams. So they have a very aggressive i would say i would say interviewing process but that might not be the wor- exact words they have a very aggressive like application process is a better way to put it to make sure that they're going to get quality on the server which makes it great and a lot of these servers are the same way right they just want to make sure that it's going to be a quality experience and you don't have some random kid that's like 12 years old that has this open microphone that's just like <laughs> breathing into it and you're hearing the dog in the background and the mom in the background um their little brother or sister comes up yelling into the microphone you know they're 12 years old so they think it's funny to say the n-word at the top of their lungs to everybody like you don't get that you get mature I'm, on this server and most servers you have to be at least 18 to play so that also helps also help that that's part of the application process like hey you know, you got to be above 18 to play this. We, we want mature people joining. We don't want random 12-year-olds in here. The other thing or the other reason I think it's so interesting, and I wish more games did it, but it's so hard to enforce, is because you have that proximity voice chat where I'm walking around, or not me specifically, but I'm just going to say me. Like, I'm walking around in the game, walking around Los Santos as my character role-playing and I I can talk to people like audibly talk to a person I walk up to so if they're really far away from me you know I, I might not hear them or they might be really quiet and then when we get closer like then I can actually hear them and the the fact that they're actually communicating one to another instead of like just a text chat because you can you can do world of warcraft and go onto a role play server and a lot of people role play but that's mostly text based now some people do hold like discord channels but it's not like embedded in the game 
to do voice chat. And if World of Warcraft had proximity voice chat, you would have that problem with 12-year-olds just screaming the N-word into their microphone. So it's, it's such a cool concept because, one, it can be policed of who's getting in. But, two, you know, it, it's, it's not something people have ever really experienced until now to this degree and to this fluidity and, and implemented so well. I'm going to take a quick break and then get back at it. And we are back. I wish more games had this feature because it just brings so much to the world. It immerses you into the game so much. It feels way more lifelike. An example, a game I'm excited to come out soon, Ashes of Creation. It's going to be an MMO, massively multi-online player game, right? And it's so it's going to be a game like World of Warcraft, you know? in terms of the genre. And a lot of people are like, man, wouldn't wouldn't voice chat be so cool? And I agree, I would love to play World of Warcraft with a proximity voice chat. I would love to play Ashes of Creation when it eventually comes out, probably in 2022, when, or with a proximity voice chat. I would love that, that'd be so fun. You know, me just running through the forest, trying to kill a certain amount of wolves and collect their hide. And another player comes running up and they're like, hey, you know, what's up? Oh, are you trying to do these quests? Yes, yes, I am. I need 12 pelts. How many do you need? Oh, I still need 15. Hey, do you want to do it together? Maybe we can team up for a little bit, make it a little faster. And that's so immersive into the world that I could just, just like that, interact with somebody rather than typing out, hey, are you on this quest as well? You know, do you need help? Or can I join you? Being able to actually talk to them. And as we're going through, communicating like, hey, I, I need help here. Oh, I, I just found one. Hey, there's something over here. Let's look it out. Let's check it out together. And then from there, like, you naturally breed better and more immersed friendships. And you have more immersed um, relationships with people and interactions. And that can also lead to better story where... If me and my new buddy are going along and then somebody comes along and maybe attacks us or steals resources or if if my guild is trying to achieve something and there's another guild that's competing against us, it allows for way more storytelling to happen and a more in-depth storytelling. And when done correctly, like they do on NoPixel for this GTA RP, it is a fantastic thing to witness and I'm sure be a part of. Like the guy I watch primarily, S-Fan, he absolutely loves it. He loves being a part of it. He loves being immersed into it. So I'd love it for these games. It's just so, so hard to police. It's so hard to enforce rules on an open proximity chat where you actually speak to each other. Like on a text chat, you can easily say, okay, these keywords block them. If anybody says these things, like report them, like automatically report them, automatically ban them from chatting, possibly even ban them from the game. You can do a lot of that police work automatically when it's a text-based system because the text has to go to the server and says, here's all this text send it through this filter, does it get anything flagged? Nope, okay, move on. 
and it's a one-to-one to what was typed out and what the filter checks. And it can be done so, so quick. With voice chat, we don't have the artificial intelligence strong enough to reliably filter, accurately understand, and efficiently process all the demands that would happen. And building those filters would be so much harder because you have accents involved. I'm from Utah. I say certain things a certain way. Words like mountain, kitten, Leighton. We drop that T a lot. That happens a lot in Utah. It's very strong in Utah. Happens generally west of the Rockies, but really strong in Utah where we just drop that T in a lot of words. Mountain, kitten, smitten, latent, right? Versus somebody that would say mountain, kitten, smitten, latent, with those T's a lot more pronounced. So if I say latent, it, the, the AI might think I'm saying one thing versus somebody that says latent. The AI, the AI might be able to pick up on that a lot better. Other things is like, Certain cultures just have different vocabularies. Certain things mean different things in certain countries. Even across the U.S., certain things mean different things. Like you go to Texas and you say Coke, and they're like, okay, hey, what, what Coke do you want? So I go get me a Sprite, right? If you say, oh, I want a Coke in Utah, you get a Coca-Cola. Soda versus pop, you know, just those, those are small little things. But that's so much harder to write something that will understand what everybody is saying, be able to filter that and properly take the actions on what was said. Then you have the issue of the 12 year old that just has their microphone picking literally everything up around them. So I'm walking through a tranquil forest and then all of a sudden I hear a dog barking in the background and their siblings fighting Mom's telling them to get them off the computer. They're breathing directly into their microphone, and that kills the immersion. That kills the immersion. Now, it would definitely have to be a, um, I think GTA RP has a system where, one, you have to take an action. Like, you have to press a button to turn your microphone on. So, it's, it's a toggle on system. So, I would press a button, then my microphone goes live where everybody can hear me. And I would say what I need to say. On top of that, there is a essentially progress bar where as you talk, the bar runs out. So you can only have your microphone on for a certain amount of time and it slowly regenerates, right? So if I, you know, if you're that 12 year old with the microphone just on all the time, you would deplete your available speaking points, I guess we could call them. Like that progress bar would burn down for you and then you wouldn't be able to use that proximity voice chat. So that's kind of another way to help it. But the other thing is like, you can't have a delay on what somebody says. Like if I speak, people around me should be able to hear what I say. So again, we get back to that processing problem. Chat can get processed so fast where there's hardly any delay. But And you can filter while somebody's typing. So the filters can say like, okay, this word's automatically going to get filtered, right? As it's being typed out. But on voice chat, if you need it to be immediate, 
and somebody pops in there and yells the n-word that immediately affects everybody before they get or before the ai has enough time to process what they said take it in and take the action on them and maybe they say it in a way where the ai again whether it's accents or they throw their voice in a certain way the ai is not going to be able to pick it up like it's rough so we're at a point where it can't really be done unless you do it like no pixel where you set it up in a way where it you have to essentially be interviewed before you can be joined and then from there they have different things in place to just make sure it's a good experience for everybody and then you can get banned from using the service if you mistreat it right so at the end of the day i love watching these people role play i love watching people just create these crazy stories and these crazy adventures it's been so fun um it has been my number one content of choice that i've been watching this week uh and i I will definitely be watching more i would love to jump on one of the servers you know if i could if i had the time that's the other thing it's just like i don't have i don't think i have enough time in my week to sit down and like play out these characters unless like i did it when i was initially going to stream which i probably would um but it's just like if you're not playing a whole ton you don't get as many opportunities to really involve yourself in what's going on and then you don't have quite as impactful of a character not that i need my character to be as upfront and bold about the whole what's going on as cletus cornwood is but you know you don't want a character that's just not doing anything i've, I've thought of different characters i'd be i'm gonna end it with end it with what characters i would like to make um if i were to do a grand theft auto role play first character i would want to be uh wallace thatcher and i don't quite know the voice i'd have for wallace thatcher but it'd be a lot more breathy uh coming a little more from the uh the what am i thinking of how how would i describe wallace thatcher i don't i don't think i'd do his voice like that but yeah it's, it's that older guy breathier he'd be in his mid-70s fought in vietnam that type of thing you know most definition of a boomer that you could possibly get not that he'd be as insensitive as a boomer but the age boomer the stories he tells boomer um or maybe a softer type i I think i was kind of trying to a channel uh joe biden mixed with george bush mixed with bill clinton just one of those old political type voices from a little bit of the south but also a little bit of the east just a little bit of that Kentucky, Texas boy, but also a little Delaware in there. Not so much New Jersey, not so much Maryland, not so much New York, Delaware. They signed the Constitution first. <laughs> first people to ratify the Constitution of these great United States of America. Wallace Thatcher. So that that's probably the main character I would do uh, if I did do GTA RP. Um, other characters I thought of would be my teddy character that i did for dungeons and dragons he was a he was part of the you know just a general army man uh and obviously a fantasy world and he uh talked with an accent a so it'd be oh yeah you know my my name's uh teddy oslo or whatever his last name would be you know uh he's kind of kind of a timid guy you know not really getting himself all up into that many of an of of an issue you know so not really a canadian accent maybe more of a minnesotan accent Uh, a little bit of fargo north dakota there 
you know, uh, Sarah Palin-esque. So you, you wouldn't be able to directly uh, identify where he is from, you know. But uh, he'd probably say, yeah, I, I came from, moved in from the uh, uh, Midwest, you know, a little bit of Minnesota, just out there. Um, a little bit of bags and bagels. And um, the only reason I can do this accent to any degree that I can do it really is because, oh, you know, my mom's from Minnesota. So uh, just hearing a little bit of her family, my, my grandparents saying some things, don't you know? And uh, occasionally when my mom slips up and says something like big, it's like, oh, okay, mom, we get it. You're, you're from Minnesota, eh? So that, that'd probably be my second character, Teddy Ott. Teddy Oslo, sure. Teddy Oslo. Um, so, Wallace Thatcher. Wallace Thatcher. I fought in Vietnam, son. I know what I'm about. Just a airy kind of southern, little bit of grit to him. Fought in Vietnam. Smoked while he was in Vietnam. Occasionally does weed, but obviously votes against weed and will campaign against weed. A little bit of a, a, little bit of a softer tone, maybe. So southern drawl just a little bit not a whole ton not like the matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right not not that much i can't do a good matthew mcconaughey plus like my mouth feels super dry and my nose feels a little congested but wallace thatcher wallace thatcher i told myself wallace if you're ever gonna get yourself out of this situation you're gonna need to fight them commie sons of bitches (laughs) i think he would get along really well with uh cletus cornwood to a degree um because it's like that although i also want to play wallace where it's like i got drafted into vietnam i didn't agree with the war i didn't want to be there but the government you know threw me in there anyway so then i became a politician uh in the great state of i don't know where would i be a politician at can't say arkansas or texas or delaware because then it's like oh you're just trying to be a bill clinton or a um or a bush or a biden so i'd have to think of where exactly he was a congressman in uh house of representatives not a senator so decide that maybe uh, not oklahoma but maybe oklahoma would be the one i'd have to do georgia north carolina north carolina would probably be a good one um i don't know if that accents exactly north carolina but I would say, yeah, North Carolina, congressman, anti-war, you know, bring the troops back, just living off of that uh, government pension he gets from being a congressman, you know, set up for life, goes and plays golf a lot, gets a little too involved, not a little too involved, but just hanging out at the PD, seeing what the fine citizens need, thinking about maybe running for senator for Los Santos, in his uh, mid-70s, you know, getting back into politics. I don't know. Storylines that I would definitely want to build out. Characters I'd want to do. Anyway, that's where I'm going to end it. This episode of Tip Socks, the premier useless podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pummelhead. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitter at pummelhead. Um Check out my website, jasontebs.com. That's where you can see pretty much everything that I do all in one place. And thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic day. Peace out.